Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Hello. Today we're going back to the M. Nightwell with a movie that Adam has waited a long time to do. Like, uh, we have a Google Drive yeah. sheet in there that has a list of like what of our upcoming movies and then we have what we want to do on the column to the right yeah and on there i just saw lady in the water for the longest time and i'm like does adam like this movie is it because giamatti's in it <laughs> and then i finally watched it i'm like no there's no way adam likes this movie no <laughs> not at all so what made you want to do this movie adam uh well it, it's, it's it's probably the giamatti thing that we like him so much mm-hmm. and uh but this is the one movie that I said it. I don't even think he was able to save. <laughs> okay, uh, which, is, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. But it just—I remember watching this a long time ago, and, and just the whole time being like, "What? What? <laughs> Why? What? I don't, I don't understand it." Uh, but I had forgotten a lot about it. So watching it again, it's like, "Oh yeah, it's so much worse than I remember it." <laughs> Did you watch this in theaters? No, no, okay. no, no, no. I—I uh, I do. I think Shyamalan gets uh, a bummer rap than he should get. Mm-hmm. Like most of the movies, I think are okay, not not horrible. Yeah. Like Signs was probably besides this one, I think Signs was the worst of them, and that I don't really? think it was as bad. No, worse than Last Airbender. See that? See that didn't bother me. Okay. That didn't bother me. The um, it was only when Maestro liked it. Oh no, Maestro hated it too. Yeah, no, Maestro hated it. Oh, that was Maestro versus you. Yes. Oh. I didn't watch the the cartoon. Oh so yeah. I, yeah, that's I, right. I was basing it just off the movie. That's right. Um. Uh, what was the other one? The, the, the Village? I, I I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was fine. Uh, so the signs, I think, was the worst out of those. And then, but then I saw this one. And then this was like, <laughs> all right, it's over. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no excuse for this. Because Shyamalan comes off hot off the gate with Sixth Sense. Yeah. And people say he's the next Hitchcock. Yeah. Well, it was an amazing on, movie. Yeah. I'm, amazing. Yeah. And amazingly I, acted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mr. Uh, Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's hot off the gate, right out the gate. Yeah. With Sixth Sense. And then he makes Unbreakable. Right. I really like. I think Unbreakable is one of the best like superhero. I know it's not based on a comic book, yeah. but the concept of like superheroes, yeah, I think it's one I, of yes. the best ones out there. I liked it too. It was a little slow, but it was still worth it. But the problem with that movie is um, with The Sixth Sense, he got the twist in, right? Yeah. That spoiler alert for a movie that's 17 years old. Yeah. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Right. That, it, that's part of our logo on the on the website. We have, we have The Sixth Sense... As oh yeah, that's the right. playing. Yeah, 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 that's right. So in Unbreakable, I guess this guy was thinking, "Oh shit, I guess I have to throw another twist in there." And the twist is Samuel Jackson was Mr. Glass the whole time. Yeah, that was the twist. He's, but, he was the bad guy. Yeah, that he was the supervillain of the of the story the whole time. Right, he's the one causing destruction and blah blah blah. But what happened was Shyamalan planned for Unbreakable to be like a series of movies. So that's why the twist is at the end of that movie. But I think he should have put the twist in the middle of the movie. And okay. then you start the, like, from there. Like, now Bruce Willis knows who the bad guy is, and now he can, like, you know, they can oh, fight is that or right? whatever. Yeah. It was supposed to be a continued series. Yes, I think that would have been then, better. But then he made Signs after, which, it's whatever, it's fine. It's weird seeing Signs, because mm-hmm. Signs was on TV not that long ago. It's weird watching, like, Mel Gibson now, because of the persona that he's made yeah. for himself. Like, he's, like, this, like, anti-Semite guy, and he's yeah. essentially in Hollywood jail, right? movie jail. And, <laughs> oh... Uh, before we recorded, I told you I went to the movies last night, and they showed a trailer for a movie that's being directed by Mel Gibson, and it looks really good. It's a World War II movie. Oh. But it doesn't say directed by Mel Gibson. Uh, it says directed by the Academy Award-winning director of Braveheart. 
Oh. Meaning it's Mel Gibson. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's in so much smart movie jail, they won't even put him on there. Okay. Directed by Mel Gibson. And that was a Shyamalan thing too, right? Yes. After Earth. Nope. They never said directed by Emily Shyamalan. It was just it yeah. was just After Earth, the Will Smith movie. Yeah. Oh, that was bad too. Yeah. That was real bad. And then he made the, and they made the village, which I thought was fine. Yeah. Uh you really liked it. Maestro didn't like it. No. I was like in the middle of it when we did that episode way, way back. Yeah. Check that out. And then, spoilers. Like yeah. That. And speaking of that. Or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> podcast slap spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did Last Airbender. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't hate it as much as Maestro did. Okay. And now we're doing Lady in the Water. And he's coming off of The Village. And people really turned on him with The Village. I don't understand that. Like The Village, people really got pissed off. This should have been the turning point. Yeah. This this is I think this is what really well got I, th- him. I think th- this movie this movie's where it went bad was I think started with science because with science it's like it turns out the twist was so dumb yeah aliens who are uh, they're not afraid of water water is their weakness yeah so they come to a planet where ninety percent right of exactly. the planet is their weakness right it's like that's such a dumb twist and I also think people don't like that Shyamalan gives himself like roles in movies. Yeah. Because Shyamalan has said he loves Alfred Hitchcock. And Alfred Hitchcock always put himself in his movies, but as a cameo. Right. Like in Psycho, he's walking across the street. Okay. He's not He's not fucking at the hotel like, hello, dear. Right. Chucking it at the Bates Motel. And this is Shyamalan in all his movies. He gives himself these, like, signs. You remember signs? He plays the, he's the guy who killed yeah, he's the neighbor. Uh, Mel Gibson's wife. Right. Like, dude, that should go to, like, an, a real actor, like, like an important role like that. Yes. And the same thing, I have a problem with this movie, once we get to it's it. It's a pretty big role. He's fucking playing the guy who's the savior of the world based on his written fucking right. words. And I'm like, so get the fuck, dumb. you arrogant prick. Yeah, that was, that, that, that did not sit well at all. Yeah. So, we're, this is our third Shyamalan movie. Oh, and The Happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about The Happening. That was also real dumb. The trailer sold me. Do you remember the trailer? The trailer was people jumping off the roof, and it's like, what's causing these people to act like this? And I was like, ooh, what is causing people to act like this? Mm. And then I saw the movie, and I'm like, are you fucking... They outrun wind? Yeah. Like, air is constantly around you. That's... that's Oh, my God. And then Wahlberg's talking to the fucking tree, the plant. Yeah. All right, now, plant. <laughs> now, you... Now, now... Okay, you. <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. All right. Let's uh, let me give you the that was our little intro of, the, yeah. of our time dealing with Shyamalan. So get ready for this. This movie was directed, written, produced, and starring. <laughs> well, it's not starring, but it has M Night Shyamalan, and the movie stars Paul Giamatti, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's Ron Howard's daughter. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. He's the crossword guy. He's also in the the Daniel Craig Bond movies. He's the CIA yes. guy. Bob Balaban. He's the movie critic. Which God. Well, that fucking pisses me off so much. Because <laughs> I guess the bad guy in this movie is the movie critic, which I think is meta. Like, you guys hated the village, so I'm making the villain of my new movie a movie critic. Wow, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, this is such a pretentious, blowhard piece of shit, yeah. this movie. <laughs> and then, finally, Jesus. M. Night Shyamalan is also in there. And the kid from Heroes, the kid who can read the machines, the one who rigs the Oh, yeah, that's, the election. Okay. that's yeah. right. I knew I recognized him from something. Yeah. Let me get you a brief synopsis, Adam. And this synopsis comes from IMDb. All right. Apartment building superintendent Cleveland Heap. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. <laughs> that name, dude. That sounds like a fake fucking pseudonym. So it name. must be, right? Because he's like in hiding, sort of? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess technically. I, like his, pro- his real name is probably like Robert. Well, like, but then at some point the guy said he looked him up. So probably oh, yeah, his real true. name. 
I, I just, I felt like he's like in witness protection, dude, or something. <laughs> yeah, self-induced. Uh, apartment building superintendent Cleveland Heat rescues what he thinks is a young woman from the pool he maintains. When he discovers that she's actually a character from a bedtime story. What? What? That doesn't sound right. I think she's just from another world. Well, yeah. But it, the, the bedtime story is based on this. Yeah, this is the story he read to his daughter. Right. Which at the, did you see at the very end of the credit? You, I know you don't stay. No. What? At the very end of the credits, there isn't a scene, but the last thing of text says to my daughter, I'll finish this story with you another night. I'm like, no, please, dad, don't. What? Oh, <laughs> okay. No. Anyway, when he discovers that <laughs> the, the person from the pool is actually a character from a bedtime story who's trying to make the journey back to her home, he works with his tenants to protect his new friend from the creatures that are determined to keep her in our world. I always ask this, Adam, have you ever seen this before? You said you did. Yeah. I've never seen this before. Oh, what a treat. When this, because I remember <laughs> seeing the village and I was like, that's eh, fine. And then I saw this one and I'm like, ah, I don't know. It doesn't look that interesting to me. And this is like, this is like top Giamatti, like at his apex. Yeah. Yes. Because he just got off sideways. He didn't get the Oscar nomination, but no. that other guy in sideways did. His friend, oh, the, the actor the, friend. The naked guy? Yeah. Yeah. He got the nomination. Oh, wow. But Giamatti got snubbed, dude. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. That's real bad. Yeah. Oh no. Anyway, so this is like he's in like in peak form. Like he's like a, like he's like a Kobe Bryant in two thousand seven. Like right. just okay. <laughs> height of his game, right? Yeah. And now he's like, oh boy, M Night Shyamalan. He's hot. Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs. Uh, the Village was kind of okay. Maybe he'll get a rebound. He'll rebound back with Lady in the Water. Maybe. That's probably where. He, that's probably his okay, logic, or that's probably that. what his agent sold him. Right. They're like Paul, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and nice Shyamalan. Come on, uh, I've never seen this before. This was the first time I ever saw the movie, and wow, this movie—I <laughs> never knew this. Adam, did you know the concept now in movies? Everything's like a shared universe, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the right. DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah, there's a Shyamalan universe. Wow, all all the movies for the most part take place within Philadelphia or the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Philly was Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. This one is in Philadelphia, which okay. I'll get to. Signs is out in like the farmland of Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Everything except After Earth and Last Airbender. Actually, I'm wrong. So <laughs> Last Airbender and After Earth don't take place in Philly, but this is like a shared universe. So that means Well maybe it does. Maybe and he, and maybe he, in After Earth they come back to Philadelphia and that's where <laughs> it is. And he he has said himself, like, yeah, all my movies kind of take place in the same world. So that means the village is in Philadelphia. That means there's a group of people who are hiding in the woods. Huh. In theory, the same woods that that are by the farm that Mel Gibson's in. That means in this world, ghosts <laughs> ghosts are real, because Bruce Willis is a ghost. Right. In this world, there are superheroes, people with powers, and in this world, there are like grass wolf things. Oh boy! <laughs> and all in Philadelphia only. Or yeah. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, he lives in Philly. Oh boy. I I th- I was supposed to do this in trivia, but um, they they built. This uh, this building doesn't exist. They had to build this apartment building for this movie. What? That's so. And dumb. he wanted it forty five, no more than forty five minutes outside of Philadelphia, where he lives, because he didn't want to go that far from his house. Oh wow! So they drove, and at the forty three minute mark, yep, we're gonna build this here. Wow. So even though this movie is essentially like a bottle story, have, you know what that term is? A bottle story? Yeah, self contained. Yeah, like, like phone booth. Breaking Bad, the Fly episode. Yeah, that's a bottle story. Oh, because okay. you don't have to know anything about like oh, I see Gus Fring or like what's happening in the Breaking Bad universe. You could just watch this one standalone story. 
Okay. And it doesn't affect the rest of the storyline in general. That's like most uh, sitcoms or like The Simpsons are all, like, they're all bottle episodes. Yep. Okay. Just like that. Okay. Most sitcoms from like the 70s to like now for yeah. the most part. They're not related. You can watch them at any given time. Okay. There's, there's no over- overarching story. Yeah. So this story is a bottle story essentially because it all takes place in one location. Right. Okay. But can you believe the fucking arrogance of this guy? I can't. I It, it doesn't shock me now hearing it. <laughs> uh, We're going to build a goddamn apartment building in Philadelphia. Okay. This is what pisses me off. This place is supposed to be. This place looks like an apartment building out here in like Hollywood. Anywhere. A- anywhere in the world that you have apartment Anywhere in the world where it's not the East Coast where yeah. it doesn't fucking get cold all the goddamn time. Yeah. That's Philadelphia. That's Philly. Why are you building like a tropical paradise hotel with a pool? When it's going to be like cold most of the time. Oh my god! Do you understand what I'm going with that? Yeah. Well, they could have easily just used any apartment building anywhere. Yeah. To build a whole one because what? It doesn't look exactly the way I want it to look. Uh huh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That this is he's, yeah he's he's way caught up on his own juice of like yeah I'm the best yeah. But, but I guess he figured out real soon after this though because he took his name off of After Earth and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think that was his decision. <laughs> I think that was the studio. Do you know Disney was supposed to make this movie, Adam? Is that right? Yeah, Disney. They were kind of. No, that would have been very disappointing. Disney. Was, oh my god. He met with Disney executives. This is a story I read on. I all this stuff I could have put in trivia. And I was like, nah, I'm fucking. I'm saying it now. Okay. I found this in trivia on IMDb. He met with a bunch of Disney executives, and they were like, ah, I don't really know about the story. We'll still make it, but we're kind of confused on the story. Like we have some notes, and Shyamalan fucking stormed out of there. Like my story's perfect. Fuck this! And he went to Warner Brothers, and then they made this movie. Wow! So Disney dodged a fucking bullet yes, back then, absolutely. ten years ago, dude. Oh, they, I would hate for them to be associated with this. <laughs> that would be so disappointing. Because Disney tells good stories. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, all their other stories are good stories. Yeah. This is really bad. Yeah. And like their... confusing as hell. Yes, it needed notes. It needed a lot of notes. Yeah. So many notes. It's like, wait a minute. So uh, they're called Snarfs, and uh, <laughs> just those names, dude. And and Nymph. Yeah, nymph, snarfs. All right. There's another like the Groot, the Groot monkeys, or have another fucking weird name. <laughs> oh boy, this movie just made me mad at him. It's very upsetting. in general. I'm not even sure how to, how to talk about this. Me neither. Do we just talk? Do you just want to? The story is very confusing. Yeah. Essentially, let's just, let's just try I, to put it together. As, as can as I give can. you my interpretation of what happened? Okay. Okay. So we're given uh our exposition. Th- that, that's another thing. This movie is constant exposition. Yeah. Like Star Wars. Yeah. You give the scroll crawl, right? Right. And then from there, you just figure out the world. Yeah. You're given through dialogue, like, very faint hints, like, oh, Darth Vader, yeah. yeah. Like, you know he practices the Force, but you don't really know what the Force is yet. But you know he has some type of magic, and they don't reveal yeah. that yet, right? That's, right. Like, that's clever. Yeah. This one, it's nonstop exposition. That Asian family, they're just like, well, according to the story, the, the, yeah. the nymphs are supposed to do that. She's, we'll, she's we'll like, tell you a little bit of the story now uh-huh. and then tell you more later when it's beneficial. Yeah. this whole They're like a living Wikipedia page. Yeah. Giamatti's like, uh, do you know what's supposed to happen if she gets scratched? Yeah. They're like, well, according to legend, you know, right. and they ha- they give they feed them all the answers. This, if you ever bought this on DVD, it should have just came with like a fucking map or a character guide or something. I wish I had some you know, supplemental material. <laughs> by the way, the, the way that, I mean, the bedtime stories are, they don't get this detailed. Yeah. Like, the, the, it's a fake world. It's like, oh, so this nymph goes to this place and does this uh-huh. thing and she disappears. They're like, what happens if she gets scratched? I don't fucking know. 
it doesn't happen in the story. Therefore, it's not it's not part of anything. Yeah, unless the bedtime story is a very is a detailed like like you're saying a Wikipedia reading of a world, which is a horrible bedtime story. Mm-hmm. Then all these facts they shouldn't be there. He's he's trying to create a world. He's world building here, and the movie we watched last week, Pacific Rim, that movie did a really good job in building and setting up its world. Okay. It was very, very. Oh yeah, yeah. It was very good on how they yes, built their world. Absolutely. But the way he's building this world, we're like an hour into this movie. This is a two-hour movie. We're an hour, hour fifteen minutes in. I looked at my watch. Yeah. And they're still feeding exposition like, oh yeah, this is what's supposed to happen in her world, and here's what I'm like. No, just give us the details and just try to be clever in your screenwriting, no. and we can figure it out. I had no clue what was happening in this movie, Adam. I had no clue. I was like, why the hell well, are the, they doing this? And- they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the whole movie, they're trying to figure shit out, too. So they're, uh-huh. they're, we're like, we're taking the journey with them. Yeah. I think maybe that's the idea he's going for. Uh, the, okay. The, the, I think the idea that M. Night had in his head about this is like, we need to make a supernatural movie that is based in reality mm-hmm. and could happen with normal people, nobody's special, mm-hmm. but they somehow are special. So this is a whole like, a, hey, we're all special in our own way type of thing. Yeah. Woo! But it's like I want the audience to take the journey with me. So it's it's, it's we, they don't have it figured out, so they're not gonna have it figured out. So we all figure it out together, and then it's all the communal experience. Mm-hmm. We're all closer because of it. Uh, but it was, <laughs> but no, that's not how it happened. It yeah. just it just it just came off as what and wise yeah. and just yelling at the screen. Uh-huh. And why are you doing this, Paul Giamatti? Yeah. Why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, the baby scene, dude. Where he has to, where he puts the milk on his mustache and he crawls like oh a little baby on the couch. I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Giamatti? All right, so okay, let's, let's try to go through the story as best we can. Uh, it starts off we got Paul Giamatti going around. He's pretty much. Well, like, no, we're fed. It's like a, a cartoon exposition. We're yeah. pretty much like a long time ago. These water people, all right. used to live with humans and it was all peaceful. But then humanity got greedy, so they went in into the land because they wanted to own the land or something. Right. So that left the water people away. Right. And then. What's going on with the wolves? Like the wolves were sent to protect the water people, but they can also hurt them. That, see, right off the bat, I'm confused. I'm like, know. what the fuck's going on? Something about wolves, like these wolf things, can go and they 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 can only hurt the nymphs when they're outside of the water. And the nymphs are the water people. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, but I don't know why. I think maybe we were protecting the nymphs from the water from the wolves, but now we don't care about the nymphs anymore. Yeah, because now we're greedy yeah. humans and we're indoor in inland now. Uh, whatever so that's the general setup yeah so i'm watching this and i'm like okay <laughs> I, i'm confused by the wolf thing but i kind of get it for yeah. the most part it kind of reminds me of hellboy 2 okay where, where like humans and like the elves and the creatures they were they, they went hellboy to war too. and then yeah and it's told like the same way okay it's told through like a bedtime story like he he reads hellboy the dad he reads hellboy this story okay and it gives you the exposition that you need huh. but the way hellboy 2 differs is there fucking an hour 15 minutes in hellboy isn't asking so what's going on with the with with the with the elves again <laughs> right that's it's, what this movie does. okay so so in hellboy 2 they, they tell them the they whole just story build the world make a plan and they fit and we just figure it out okay okay fantastic so giamatti he's the superintendent of this building yeah he stutters he's kind and, of a schmuck and i th- i think he's stuttering because of what happened to his family yeah he's, he's like yeah and it's like a hard stutter too yeah it's real it's it's real forced uh it's just so apparently we find out later that his family got killed. He uh, used to be a doctor, yeah, and he came home from the store or something. They don't say, and he know. opened the door and his whole family was murdered. Yeah, and like they never caught the guy. Yeah, and so he went crazy, I guess, and moved he, far away. I guess I, I, they don't really say, but I'm guessing like he 
lost his license or he wasn't in the right mind frame to be a doctor. So he becomes a superintendent. Right. That's why I'm saying, dude, I think he's like Cleveland Heap sounds like a fucking made up name. That sounds like he's in witness protection. Yeah. Well, he's putting himself in witness protection. I mean, he's like too embarrassed to go on in his normal life. So he's trying to run away from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's, he's exiled himself uh-huh. to be this superintendent where people depend on him. So maybe, I don't know. Well, so this new guy comes in, the film critic, and he's kind of showing him around. This is how we start meeting all the people in the different apartment buildings. Which, dude, th- this is fucking insane. Uh, okay, where you live here, you have d- several different living yeah. units here, right? Yeah. Do you know everyone? I, I don't in, even know the guys next to me. Yeah, in this world, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, hey, Mr. Heap. Hey, Mrs. Garcia. How's it going? This is Mr. Uh, so-and-so, the new tenant moving yeah. in. This is her daughter. This is uh, this is the guy. They like to smoke cigarettes. They like to party. These guys down here. He likes crossword puzzles. Like, everyone in this apartment building is like, nope, hey, no. how's it going? Nobody's that. Well, maybe because we're in L.A. and we're all jaded. Maybe. No, dude. Philly is, like, horrible. Philly is, like, a racist, angry city. Is it? Yeah. I didn't get. I was there once. I didn't get that vibe. I, I, oh yeah, it, it seemed re- real nice and welcoming. Nah, Philly, like people are fucked up in Philly. Like you know how Boston people are like, like assholes. Like yeah, Philly is like ten times worse. Really? Yeah. Wow, I did not get that experience at all. Yeah. Well, that's not. I, I went to a open mic night uh, comedy place, and everyone was yell- they were they're all being douchebags to the people on stage. Yeah, that's okay. That's Philly right there. All right. But aside from that one situation. Oh, want to know how shitty Philly is? The Eagles are playing the Cowboys. And Michael Irvin, he's the uh, Hall of Fame receiver for the Cowboys. His last game of his career was in Philadelphia. You know why? Because he got hit in his spine and he was almost paralyzed. And oh, he was on the shit. field for 20 minutes. Wow. And when, when they saw that they couldn't move, usually non-animal fans, when a player goes down in football, the place gets silent, right? Yeah. So when the guy finally gets up, everyone you know, cheers, everyone cheers yeah. like, oh, yeah, thank God. As yeah. soon as he's on the ground and he's not moving, Philly is going nuts. Like, yeah. And then when he got up, well, he didn't get up. He fucking when the meat wagon came out to get him out. Jesus, he uh, Michael Irvin was able to like put his hand up or something. Everybody goes, boom! Jesus Christ! Yeah, fuck Philly, dude! Holy crap! Everyone in Philly is like Philly fans are fanatics, dude. Oh my god, that so, sounds awful. So there's no way in this suburb of Philly, okay. wherever, wherever the fuck this apartment building is, everyone's like, "Hey, Mister Heap, hey, how's it going?" Wow. Already. <laughs> Well, we 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 find out later that people that actually do live here are somehow drawn to the place. Yes. Uh, for some reason, they decided they wanted to live in this apartment building. They, mm-hmm. they were drawn to it by some way, shape, or form because of the bedtime story. I don't know. Yeah. And Giamatti asks the movie critic, so what are you doing all the way in Philadelphia from Hollywood? Yeah. And he says, oh, I'm the new movie critic for the, for the local paper. You, yeah. You can say like the Philadelphia something. Yeah. Whatever. And yeah, so okay, so we meet that guy, we meet the crossword puzzle guy, we also meet this one guy that's for some reason doing some sort of weird experiment on himself, or he's only working out oh, one side of his body. Freddy Rodriguez, yeah, who we last saw him in Death Proof, the pl- the Grindhouse movie. Aha, uh-huh, okay, that's who he is. I didn't know I recognize him from somewhere too. Yeah, got it. Yeah, he's, he's only working out one side of his body. So <laughs> so one side of his body is giant muscular arm and his leg too. Did and his leg, that? yeah, his right leg is huge. Yeah. Too. So and the other side is just flimsy, like normal. <laughs> For what reason? I don't know. He doesn't say. He's just like, everybody asks me, yo, why do you only work out one side? And he says some bullshit like, because I can. or Yeah, it's an experiment for science or something. I don't know. He gives some sort of really bullshit reason. Dude, if would that have been your turnoff moment? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That would have been mine. That, that, that I was, was like, what the fuck is going on? Then, then again, that was my first clue as to what are you getting yourself into? <laughs> when I was first watching, like, oh, this is going to be really dumb. Uh-huh. This is going to be really dumb. <laughs> And, I, and then I kept thinking that's going to come into play at some point later 
Wait, but it sort of does. Well, not really. Well, he. I get why his character is the guardian. I think that's yeah. who he's supposed to be because he's like strong. Like I get Half that. Strong. Yeah, but I, I get that. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking when that wolf thing was staring him down. Remember, Giamatti's like, "Keep staring at him." Yeah. Don't take your eyes off of oh him. Oh my god, it's him. I thought because he was only half strong that the wolf would have still got him. Because well, he's not fully. I thought he would have punched the wolf or something. I, I, oh yeah, I, I wanted to get. Good. I wanted to get a punch in because like, why else have that giant arm? That's true. Then what the fuck's the point of? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> my point. Why, why? Why make him that buff on one side if he's not going to use it at all? Uh huh. If it, all he has to do is stare at him, great. Yeah. So maybe maybe have, show him eating a bunch of carrots <laughs> the entire movie. So he has great eyesight. That's the thing I always tell you, Adam, about screenplay. You can't introduce the gun in the third exactly. act without showing it in the first act. And so he's showing us the gun. Right. So he didn't use it in the third act. Well, at least they brandished the gun in the third act. Yeah. They didn't actually fire it. But they brandished the gun. Yeah. Oh, boy. So someone is keeps swimming in the pool after hours. Yeah. Jumadi doesn't like it. Yeah, and he's asking pissed. all the neighbors, like... No swimming. Do you know who's swimming in the hours after... In the pool after hours? Yeah. And they're like, no. Nobody knows. So he's down there. And I get... I guess superintendents live on the grounds, like, in a fucking shack. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a... Like, what's his name from Harry Potter? The the big... the big uh, Oh, Hag- Hagrid. Yeah. I guess this guy's, like, the Hagrid of yeah. this world. <laughs> the the uh, St- Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Or, uh... Was it, is it Steamboat? No. Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Yeah. He just lives in a fucking shack on the property. Yeah. And Steamboat. He, <laughs> he, he sees someone swimming in the pool. He's like, hey! And he shines a flashlight, and he tries to go in the water... But then he slips. He slips and he yeah. hit, hits his head and he wakes up in his shack. But there's like little water. Yeah. There's still like signs of water, wet, wet feet that went through there. Right. And then it's Bryce How- Dallas Howard. Yeah. Whose name is Story. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that out of the first time you saw it? Were you like, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, that's real bad. My name is Story. It's it's, it's too much trying to be clever type of stuff happening in this movie. Uh-huh. That he, he thinks he's being original or being like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's a foreshadowing of some kind, or I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's it just comes off as dumb. I pictured Jim, uh, not Giamatti. I pictured M Night writing this movie on his iMac like this. Adam, okay. There's a joke Pat Oswalt did where he talked about uh, there was a movie called Deathbed, the bed that eats people, and how it's a real movie. <laughs> and he says, and he says, uh, I've tried to write ten scripts and I can't finish it. Like okay. I just get through half of them. I'm like ah, I can't fucking finish it. He goes, this guy wrote Deathbed, the bed that eats people, and fucking finished it. <laughs> he says one of two things either happened. He either he either it was oh he never had a moment's down. He's like yeah, then the pillows swallow him. Ah, oh, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Reach down, God, give me a high five. Boom. <laughs> he goes, or oh, what if this happened? What if he had moments of doubt and then fucking work through them? That's so much more worse for me where he's just like, and then the bed swallow. What the fuck am I writing? Oh, no, I will finish this. Wow. And I just pictured M. Night writing the story as the first one. Like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Wait till I get a load of this. <laughs> story. Oh, her name's like a story oh, bedtime. Oh, her name's going to be story. Oh. <sighs> and then, of course, I have to put myself right. as the most important guy. So bad. Because we see the M. Night character, but we don't see his face. We just see him with the laundry basket walking down the hall. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, no, that's later on in the movie. Anyway, so Story is in his apartment, and she's, like, naked, or she's wearing a shirt of his yeah, or one something. Yeah, one of his shirts. And Jumadi G- G- goes, like, doesn't he ask her something like, uh, like, how old are you? Or, no, who are you? Or something? Yeah. Oh, that's when she says the nymph or whatever. Yeah. And he just looks terrified that the girls are there. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. What are you doing? What is it, why is it happening to a woman in my apartment? I need uh, to get her out of here. Wouldn't you call the cops? Like, 
yeah, I fell in the pool, but then I woke up and this chick I, saved me. I feel like if I woke up in my apartment with a half naked chick in there, they just saved my life. And I, you look like Paul Giamatti, though. I would, I would have a totally different reaction to everything that's <laughs> happening in that. It was not, it's not, we need to get you out of here. It's a, uh, I need that shirt back. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I don't know. But again, he's traumatized, so he can't, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's kind of talking to her. She's scared. She's freaked out. I, I can't go back out there. Uh, so he lets her stay. He kind of, I, I don't know. I, I guess he develops an attachment to like caring for the chick. Yeah, he feels bad for her. Yeah. Hmm. So he takes her back out to the uh, to the pool. Uh, they see something crazy. They run back inside. Oh, dude, <laughs> he's carrying her outside. Yeah. And then he, um, and then they see the the. It looks like like a coyote. Yeah. In the shadows. Yeah. But then you see it's green like the grass. Right. And she's like. Ah! Yeah. She points her finger at it, and Giovanni's like, oh, yeah. they're both screaming, yes. and he runs back into her shed. <laughs> and then because of that, he believes her. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't believe her right off the bat. Like, I would still think, like, man, that could have been a coyote. Yeah. So, of course, he does a logical thing. He calls animal control. Right. Or whatever department, or bug control, whatever. Yeah. And you know what I don't get? Are these things, are they meant to look like grass, or do they just blend in with whatever they're around? They, they- Oh, they're meant to look like grass. Okay, because because back back in I guess story these the times of the story, uh-huh. it, it was all oh stuff would ho- hide in the grass. Yeah, but it was all grass and ponds. There was no civilization. Yeah. So the, yeah. So here's what I would do, Giamatti. Since you're the maintenance man, I would cut the fucking grass. Ah, <laughs> so nice. You could maybe see this thing, these things a little better. Ah, uh, yeah. Or just put a tarp over the grass or something. Yeah, you're the maintenance man. Huh. Yeah. Could have solved the problem right there. Okay. So he buys into her story, and then this is where I fucking lo- – I can kind of figure out, okay, what's going on? And then from here, I'm losing everything, dude. It's, I'm like, okay. he has to find a healer, and then he has to find a yeah. guild. Do you or- remember how he starts talking to the Asian chick about the story? Oh, no. Oh, he, okay. The girl in her sleep says something, which I, 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 yes. either crawl, I think, or n- nymph. Nymph. Is it nymph? Yeah. She, she says something in her sleep. So then he goes to the daughter because it's a mother-daughter. Yeah. Asian. Well, he's asking everybody, do you know what a nymph is? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, I heard on a story. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an East Asian story. Yeah. And India is in East Asia. Right. So I guess in the Indian culture, nymphs are real. I don't know. Uh, so this is what I'm talking about. Now we got the walking Wikipedia where the mom and daughter know everything and they're just feeding us the exposition we need. Little by little. Well, according to the legend, the nymphs were this and this and there were these wolf things trying to kill them and they, you know, this and this and this happens. Right. But the thing that pisses me off is like <laughs> the way – like. If my fucking superintendent, weird Giamatti looking guy, kept coming up to me, calling me at the club, I wouldn't fucking. I'm like, no, like it's a stupid story. Why? Why do you want me to tell you this story? Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. But all these people were just like, okay, Mister Heap, I'll help you. But another thing too, though, if you this this could have all literally been found on Wikipedia mm-hmm. at this point. You, you you got enough information from the daughter saying this is what the story is about. Uh-huh. Fine, now go look it up and do all the research on it. Wikipedia was around in 06, right? 10 years ago? Yeah, for it sure. It should have been. Yeah. I don't see why not. Okay. Or you at least had the internet to yeah, research it. Right. I, I think you could have found out the rest of yourself. Yeah. But no, he, he, it's like little bits. Uh, here's part of the story. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, my mom's tired. She doesn't want to talk about the story anymore, so go away do something else. So he goes and works on what he has of the story. Something else happens. Oh, I need more story. He goes back. Hey, I need more story. All right, here's some more story. All right. That's all. My mom's tired again. She doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Go away. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, my mom will only talk to you. She'll tell you the story, but you have to be a kid. You have to be like in kid mode. So this, this is what this, this is the scene I was talking about. So oh my god! Oh my god! This guy is fresh off Sideways, so upsetting. which I think is his greatest role ever. 
Okay. S- sideways. Yeah. Should have been nominated for an Oscar. Absolutely. He's fucking hilarious in Sideways. Yes, he is. His little mannerisms and everything. Every- yes. What the fuck? When when <laughs> when they when they try to crash his car yeah. and it, instead of missing the instead of hitting the tree, it misses and it goes over that little hill. <laughs> like just his mannerisms, right? So good. And we love G Body. Like he yes. can play a bad guy. He can play a good guy. Yes. He can play anything except for this. And then he's putting milk. He drinks milk to leave a milk mustache on his yeah. mustache. He's, he's doing the whole awkward kid moving his hands between his legs. And, kind of, and he lays down. And he's like, hey. yeah, tell me a story. Yeah. And I'm surprised he didn't say cuckoo. Right. Oh, boy. So dumb. Would that have been your second turnoff moment? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, well, I got, it, it, it hurt me. Yeah. At first, I was like, what's happening? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please stop. Please yeah. stop. Oh, my God. So he gets, he gets more of the story that way. Oh, yeah. So now we, we, as the story goes on, we we find out that we need to find these people. Mm-hmm. There's there's the guild, uh, which is um, a group of people Those, that like pothead guys, right? Yeah, we think it's the pothead guys, uh, because it's it's exactly what it should be. I mean, it's like that that, that makes sense. Yes, this is the guild. People that talk about the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. They fit the description perfectly. Uh, the symbolist, right? Who is the, uh, the interpreter of yeah, sorts? Yeah, the interpreter who we think is Jeffrey Wright. Right. All he. I guess he he's a crossword puzzle genius. He's a crossword puzzle genius. No yeah. matter what, he's always on crossword. There's the healer who we think is that old lady because of butterflies. Because the butterfly went to her. Right. Uh, there's the guardian who, which we don't find out yeah. until the end. We think it's Paul Giamatti because he keeps saving her life. Yeah, but it's actually <laughs> the fucking muscle guy. Oh my god. <laughs> and the, but she also mentioned she needs a an, a writer. I think that's what kicks all this off into motion. She has to find the author or the writer right. or something. Yeah. And and so he's asking around. Everyone in this building is a goddamn writer. Apparently, he, he goes. He goes to the the healer, who we find out later. He's like, "Oh, you still writing?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, maybe it could be her." Hey, movie critic guy, you you're a writer, right? You write for for the critics. And he's like, "Oh, maybe it's on him." And he passes M Night Shyamalan down the hall, and he goes, "How's that book going?" Wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> like he forgot about it. Yeah. So he goes to the apartment of M Night Shyamalan. And he lives there with his sister. And yeah. this is when we realize M Night Shyamalan is in this movie. Yeah. Given himself a very important role. Yeah. Look, just because you direct big. a movie doesn't mean you can also act. No. Okay. Now, if, if Spielberg I was... isn't putting himself. Spielberg is not. Uh, okay. What's a good example? He's not fucking Oscar Schindler's accountant in Schindler's List. Like he's not giving himself. Yeah, like, exactly. A key role that's right. going to come into play later on. The, the only exception to this that I can think of is um, Tarantino. Yeah. Because he he does a good job when he when he's when he acts. Yeah. So he fine. It makes sense. Because you can't act, and it's fine. Because M. Night Shyamalan just reads like this. I'm sorry I killed your wife. Yes, this is the Park Ranger Station. Yes, I am an author. That, 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 that's his yeah. acting right there. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. He's got no juice. And he's writing something called The Cookbook. Right. And we find out later that uh, yeah. he's going to be destined. I can't. When I, I was laughing out loud. I literally, not figuratively, I literally <laughs> laughed out loud when, I, when Story tells him. Yeah, Story can tell the future, by the way. Yeah. If she can tell the future, why doesn't she just say, they're the guild, you're the healer, it doesn't, it doesn't help work me that out way. here. She can't. Help me out here, bro. It doesn't, I don't understand. Okay. So she tells Shyamalan. Maybe it's that thing you can't see your own future. You see everybody else's future. Oh, that makes sense. But you could at least say, hey, there's a wolf out there. You can at least, mm. whatever. Who gives a shit? Does, yeah. So <laughs> she tells Shyamalan, you're going to, uh, there's going to be a young boy from the Midwest who reads your work and your work is going to inspire him to become president and he's going to bring like peace on earth or something. Yeah. And he goes, wow, really? That's amazing. And I'm like, what? The-? So 
you cast yourself as the guy, you arrogant prick. Yeah. As the guy whose words, meaning your screenplay, is going to change the world. So good. And he leaves her with his sister. and uh, Later we find out, which I kind of enjoyed. Uh, he, in order for this to happen, he has to die. Oh, yeah. Because he, he kind of figures out. He's like, yeah. so do I meet the president? She goes, no. And he goes, oh, is that because somebody kills me? Yeah. And she's like, I was thinking the only yeah. way for me to get that famous, because I'm a nobody right now. In order for my book to get that famous, somebody would have to kill me because of the book. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. All right. But I would have liked to know what was in the book. Yeah, it was, Giamatti like skims through it. And it, he, it was it's a social commentary book. Is yeah, what, is but, what it is. But, but that's, is, that's all we know. But <laughs> what is he writing about? Is he writing about like, like is this like a fucking fascist paper? Is this like a socialist <laughs> paper? Is this a communist paper? Like what's happening in this book? This is what's wrong with the world. That's how he inspire people. Yeah, you know what? I guarantee you, you know what's in that book? You gotta you gotta stop the bankers, dude. That's <laughs> why he gets killed. Right. He writes anti baking. He book? writes. You got to do this. Oh, because there's shit. too much cooking of the books. Oh, oh that makes sense. Because hey. <laughs> when I hear cookbook, I think of like uh, the anarchist cookbook. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I think it's a book like that where it's like about anarchy or rebellion. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. All I know is he wrote himself as the most important person in the movie. Yes, and not the movie in the United States. Yeah, in the world. Actually, <laughs> yes. that's right. Might as well be. So okay, so we find the guild based on uh, they they just fit the bill perfectly. Yeah. We, we find the decoder because he decodes crossword, crossword puzzles. puzzles, and then this is so so dumb. We're like, all right, decoder guy, what do we do next? He walks in with his crossword puzzle book, and he's uh, like, let's see. oh, what's four mm. across says? Yeah, uh, a a type of forest, you know, blah blah blah. And he writes it out, and he uses lo- he tries to use logic. He's like, oh oh yeah, that could yeah. maybe apply to that. We got we uh, we got to throw a party. That's, yeah. what, that's what we got to do. We got to distract them. We got to distract the wolf because the wolf uh, bases his uh, smell on humans. So we get a bunch of humans together. And this is all based off a goddamn crossword puzzle. Uh-huh. There's like four, like three or four words you put that together. That happened to that, – that's like you could in theory take anything and interpret it. Like how people like take um, – That's that number 23 or whatever. Yeah. You can take anything. Like, yeah. Like 9-11. 9 plus 1 plus 1 equals this. Yeah. Divide, uh, 6 6 6 sign of the devil. 6 divided by, by – uh, Something is six divided by something equals point two three. The number twenty three. Like right, you can interpret exactly. anything you want. Yeah, if you look, if you're looking for something, you will find it. Yeah, I can interpret that the Ninja Turtles is a representation of the decline of Japanese imperialism. Like I, like I can, <laughs> I can somehow figure that out. Yeah. So you can kind of work your way from crossword puzzles. It's just so, and there's no one doubting Giamatti or this chick. Everyone no, just buys into it. Like, like who? Like, yes, fully into it. Like, hey, I got this chick in my in my uh in my bungalow. <laughs> uh, she came out of the water. She's not from Earth. I need your help to get her back to Earth. And everyone's just like, "Sure, Mister Heat. All right, you're you a nice it. guy. You got it, Cleveland. <laughs> you know who should have been the guy who's like, you guys are fucking crazy. The critic. Yeah, he should have been the one guy because he, you know, he he's not involved in this at all. Giamatti goes to him. I think around this point. Yeah, this is how he finds out who the guild is. This is where he asks him. Uh, so you you're familiar with movie plots, right? How does yeah. this work? And he goes, well, usually in a movie, you know, yeah, who'd the be characters the, do Yeah, who would be the guild? The guild would be a bunch of people that uh, get together. They, they have meaningless conversations all day. Okay. Uh, the author would be somebody writing something or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the healer is somebody about butterflies. Like, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, but you know what the problem with that logic is? Especially because it's M. Night Shyamalan writing this story out. Yeah. The critic is going off conventional screenplay writing. Right. M. Oh. Night Shyamalan relies so much on twists yeah. that that logic, the Shyamalan logic, wouldn't work with this critic. Well, that's why he was wrong. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 
Great. The story's so fucking weird. And the guild ends up being a bunch of chicks that we never see together at all. It's the... It's yeah. The guild winds up being the the Mexican family's daughters, right? And then Shyamalan's and sister. And the sister. What the? <laughs> that, that was a twist for no re- for no for just for the sake of having a twist. I think this movie had like five twists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy, the muscle guy, was revealed to be the, yeah. the guardian. Yeah, them. You had the turns the, out the, the the interpreter was the son uh-huh. of the crossword puzzle guy, not the actual crossword <laughs> puzzle guy. And by the way, <laughs> the way he interprets things is not the crossword puzzles. So goddamn cereal, cereal boxes. <laughs> it's not just cereal box. It's the side where the with the sugar content and the yeah. caloric content. Some are forward, some are sideways. Uh-huh. It's like all right. He's, he's looking at the cereal box like yes, a uh, party, uh, guardian. It's, like he's oh my god. The so, healer, she, the healer. She must uh, protect her and. Uh, oh my dude, god, dude! We're all over the place with the story because this story is it's, nuts. It's so dumb. The story is nuts to to sit down and try to tell someone what it's about so okay by the way the, the whole point of all of this they need to get her <laughs> to the pool so an eagle can come and take her to her back to her world because she's a special type of nymph right one that comes around every 1000 years right so the wolves are out there and and then this is when we're introduced like then they in the story there's also like Groot monkeys like these wooden tree monkeys that can also fight the wolves that protect the nymphs right and we're told all this bullshit and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And w- but then why are they there? Uh-huh. Well, why aren't, they, why aren't they there the entire time? Not only until the very last scene do we see these monkeys. And like I said, Adam, the movie we saw last week, Pacific Rim, yeah. does a good job in setting up the world. Absolutely. Does a good job setting up the rules. And yep. as the story progresses, you incrementally learn more things. They're like, oh, okay, the kaiju are getting smarter. Right. So now they know how to, you know, how to f- stop the robots. Yeah. This one, it's still, but now you need this, and now you need this, and now you need this. But wait, what's this? This this is like, we, we were kind of talking about this before the podcast also. This is like a Dungeons & Dragons thing where the, oh. where the game master's an asshole. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah. all right, you found the guild? Great. Oh, turns out that wasn't the guild. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. fellas. <laughs> Roll again. Uh-huh. See if you find the guild this time. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the whole thing keeps changing. Like they're going one direction. Like, oh, oh, sorry. You got to All right, now you got you got to find this potion. This mud potion, which is in the pool. All right, so you get to, so. Fuck, oh. oh my god, this scene. <laughs> so Giamatti is just he's an ex doctor who is now a maintenance man. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. He's like a fucking Navy SEAL down there. Like he's able to hold his breath for so long. He, so he finds a grate that's in this pool. That, well, hold on. That it gets, first, yeah. Okay. We've, when we first meet Shyamalan, find out he's the author, takes her to the girl. Uh, he has fuzzy feelings. Like, oh, yeah, that means I, I found the guy that I was supposed to find. That means my eagle will come tonight. So he goes out, takes her to drop her off so the eagle will pick her up. Um, Giamatti's like, all right, I got to leave, I guess, because uh, I'm nobody in this story. And then the wolf, I guess, attacks her. She runs back inside. So now she's bleeding. Uh-huh. Now Giamatti goes back to the Asian chick. Hey, so if somebody gets cut, the nymph, how do I fix that? Oh, there's mud that she has in her own place. She always has a potion to fix her around right. her. Right. And he's like, oh, geez, where could she live? And he looks at the pool. Guess, right. I, be- guess I better go in the pool. Right. So now he's in the pool. Now he's in the pool. And he finds a grate that I guess no one ever discovered. And this grate goes in deep. And he's holding his breath down there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And he does the the Sonic the Hedgehog move where he get- breathes an air bubble. Yes. <laughs> well, it's not an air bubble. It's like a glass that has air in it. Yeah. So he's, he's got a straw. Yeah. yeah. So he's like sucking the air on that. So I was like, oh, that's a cute little Sonic the Hedgehog thing. And then yeah. you see her place and it looks like Ariel from the Little Mermaid. Absolutely. Like her little cave. Like there's forks and yeah. shit. <laughs> Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> yeah. So he gets the mud potion and I'm like, wait a minute. So, sh- so she's stranded in our world. I This whole time I thought... I don't know. Okay, I thought that 
there was like a portal that she could come in and out of in the pool. And I thought the pool was like a jumping point into the world. I see. Like, you know how, again, I'm going back to last week, Pacific Rim. Yeah. You know how on the bottom of the ocean, it was that, that portal yeah, that yeah. could take you to the, the other world? The rift or whatever, yeah. Yeah. I thought there was something like that in the pool. Okay. But it's just a fucking cave. Yeah. No, she just, she how just, did she get to Earth? <laughs> she just... Uh, yeah. My question... Did she build that cave? Okay, the nymphs were supposed to live in the ocean, right? Right. So in theory, they're like in the ocean still, right? Right. But mankind is on Earth. Right. This is a man-made structure. Yep. So someone had to dig a hole. Yeah. So did she she go? There's no fucking water in Philly that I know of. No. (laughs) How the fuck did she get there? So she must have built that herself somehow. And if she did build it herself, then how long did that take? How did nobody notice? (laughs) I mean, there's got to be a bunch of rubble uh-huh. somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Who gives a shit? He gets the potion, and is this the shower scene where we have to communicate through... Yeah, kind of. Through sign language? Late, oh yeah, God. yeah. Oh That's another God. thing, because now they're trying to figure out, hey, so it turns out we all believe you that you're a nymph, <laughs> uh, but we need more information. But I guess it's against her rules to give us information. Mm-hmm. So they use a childhood trick of like, uh, when I used to want to tell all my friends... This is Shaman's sister. Yeah. Without actually telling on them, my mom, I have my mom asking questions, and yes. I'd, I'd signal her with with a, with a blink or a movement or whatever. So that's how they get the nymphs to tell her certain things about who all these people are. So you can't feed us information, but earlier in the movie, you're saying, I need an eagle to come. There's wolves out there. Yeah. What, what, what are the rules here? There's no rules. There's no rules. <laughs> <sighs> so they throw the party. And the the setup is it, it's to welcome the movie critic, and I did like this scene. The critic down there to the guild guy, he's like, yeah. "Hey, yeah, hey guys, I'm a Victor So and So," and they're just staring at him. Yeah, the, the guy whose party you're throwing, they're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm 23B." <laughs> oh, hey man. <laughs> uh, so I guess the wolves can't attack unless people are watching. The wolf is it the the people are there to distract the the scent of the wolves. Okay, that's which, what it was, which never happens because. Because the the whole point was they were gonna have the band play. Yeah. So get, so get everybody back inside at the last minute. So mm-hmm. that because the the eagle won't come this, if there's this, people around. Yeah. This is where I'm really confused. And then there's a mirror. You can only see him through the mirror. Yeah. It, yeah. If if your back is to the wolf, you can use a mirror to see the eyes, and then uh, the guardian would know when to attack and mm-hmm. whatever. So Giamatti's out there like, all right, I'm gonna attack the thing, and like. Shit, this isn't working. <laughs> it's, not, it's not working. Oh, dude, and you know, this is Shyamalan typing just like, oh, and then you can only see it through a mirror. Oh, yeah. this is fucking awesome. Yes. And, and, and g staring at the wolf and it's not working. He's not the guardian. He's not the guardian, guys. Oh, the twist. Oh, no, who's the guardian? <laughs> oh, my God. So the wolf, uh, the wolf takes her, right? Isn't yeah. it the wolf, the wolf like jumps her or drags right. her, drags her off and the then forest. leaves her in the forest? But then Giamatti catches up to him yeah. and get, rescues her. And now she was scratched again, so now she's sick. Yeah. But the wolf goes in the apartment building. And I really like this scene. It's the scene with the movie critic and the wolf. Yes. <laughs> yes. The critic is like, man, is there a bathroom anywhere around here? Yeah. And then just hear. And he turns around. And he's he's playing it like a movie, like um. Like, scary movie. Like Jamie Kennedy from Scream. How he yeah. knows all the rules to the horror movie. Right. It's a scary movie he's part like, three or this, four. This can't be a horror movie. Or, yeah, Scream. Because, yeah, he's like, this can't be a horror movie because uh, this hasn't happened. This is more of a family funny, friendly movie. So yeah. I'm not going to die. What I'm going to do is I'm going to run toward the door and I'll barely escape the wolf. Like he's playing it out like, yeah. like how a movie like logic would be. And then he just fucking dies. I right. loved it. Yeah. He turns around and he's like not even running. He's like, oh, waltzing along because I'm going to be fine. I've seen movies. Oh, no. This is a Shyamalan movie. Oh, no. Ah, twist. 
So this wolf is now wandering the apartment building. Yeah. Which it's not like it's not like an office building where there's several like wa- hallways. It's just one tall building. So I don't know how no one noticed this wolf. I don't know. Y- you know what I mean? It's just yeah. there's like maybe five apartments each floor, and it's just like five stories high. Yeah. But it's it's also in like it, it surrounds the pool though. So, oh, okay, that's so right. It's, it's kind of like a U shape or whatever. It's yeah. a diamond. I don't know. Okay. But yeah. So this is when we find out that Giamatti is actually the healer. Yeah. And it was the kid who's the who's the interpreter. Right. Oh no, the the kid says I was wrong. The healer he has to yeah, the so he's off he. by one letter. He goes, I misread it. Right. So uh Giamatti, go do your thing. And he starts crying, sobbing. So he has to open up and say, like like admit that his family was murdered. The, yeah. Dude, the, I don't I, the healer has no secrets. I don't get it, dude. Or the, I don't know. Why is he ashamed that his family died? I I I don't know. In the fugitive, fucking Richard Kimball did everything he could to prove that he didn't do it. Yeah. And you got Tommy Lee Jones chasing him, every yeah. outhouse, hand house right. in that area. Like I didn't kill my wife. I, I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> like, yeah, like we got all these badass things. And this guy's like, Oh my god, it's my fault because I wasn't home. Right. I should have been there. Oh my god, I should have been there. Yeah, so he's Oh, I forgot to mention. We forgot to mention. He loses his stutter around this chick. Oh yeah. everybody's better around her so does that mean yeah that means people oh maybe that's why people buy into the story oh yeah because her aura convinces them they get get their their best selves so this chick brings out the best in everybody around her Uh but uh what is it on the flip side this movie brings out the worst performances out of all the actors (laughs) that are inside of it yeah because everybody because even the 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 quadruple guy like i like him in movies yeah but in this he was just it was just so dumb the uh four cross um and everybody whispers see. in this movie dude oh my god like half the dialogue is them is him whispering like like the jeffrey wright who's the crossword puzzle guy he's just like well actually um according to uh four down it, i'm like what what turn it up i had to turn my volume yeah. up so many times oh my god i've seen him in movies and he i've seen him be good in movies mm-hmm. and this was not oh jeffrey wright's in the ides of march yeah he's the guy who who uh is supposed to endorse you uh right George Clooney, exactly. but they're trying to play it dirty. Like, I'll only endorse you if you give me a position. And Clooney's like, we weren't going to play that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was also like a gangster or some, in some movie. Probably. But, and, uh, and then, like I said, he's in the Bond movies. Yeah. He's a CIA agent. Right. I've, I've seen him do well. Yeah. Uh, enough. Uh-huh. And this was Giamatti. Giamatti did not do well either. Br- Bryce Dallas Howard is fine. Like, in Jurassic World, she's fine. Yeah. In Spider-Man 3, she's okay. Like everybody's okay outside of this. Yeah, this, I, this, I love that analogy. This, yeah. her aura, her aura makes brings out the best in the actual actors themselves. Yeah, but the, the actors suck. Yeah. The characters get better. Yeah, right. Okay. So he's like whispering <laughs> in his ear, like, "I want you to know that I'm always going to care about you guys." Yeah, I'm sorry, I love you. Uh-huh. I miss you. And then she starts breathing. Oh my god, he's a healer. And she, she, do you remember in ET when ET is sick? He remember how ET is brown and yeah. then he gets sick. Yeah, and then he's like turning white. Right. That's what's happening to her hair, because she was like sort of like oh. strawberry blondish, okay. and now her hair is going like white. Oh, I didn't notice that because she's like dying. Yeah. Oh. So now they're like, okay, we got the guild, which is now the Mexican girls and then the sister. Yeah, plus one. Yeah, and then the the oh the guy who Giamatti like I guess admitted everything to. Yeah. That that guy who doesn't like talk. Yeah. That guy. He's also part of the crew, and I don't know. I don't know. So they go out and they're waiting for the eagle. And then they see the wolf, and they're like, oh, God, it's the wolf. Yeah. But And the wolf is going to attack, and that's when we find out that yeah. Freddy Rodriguez, the G- guy. Yeah, Giamatti's just staring. This is, is, is supposed to be a suspenseful scene, I, I, I assume, but it just came off so bad. Giamatti's staring at the wolf and like, ah, and Giamatti just kind of turns slowly. 
oh my god, it's, it's him. the wolf. Yeah. No, it's him. Turns and you see the, the guy's like, keep staring at him. Just keep staring at the wolf. Like, oh. And he has like a pool hose or something. He, yeah. Or that net, the pool net or something. Like he's holding something in his arm. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, he's holding he's party food. And he drops up food. Like, oh my god. And then they give him a pool skimmer. Yeah. And um, it's just. It, and the wolf can't move. Right. And then the. These, then, the, then the monkeys come. Then the Groot monkeys. Yeah. I call them Groot because they're, they're like tree people. Yeah. Like they're the fucking tree people from Lord of the Rings. Like they right. just yeah. come down and they beat the shit out of this wolf. Yeah. The, uh, the monkey ants. And they're dragging him like, it, do you remember Ghost with Patrick Swayze? Remember those demons yes. that came from the floor? It yes. was like that. They're like yeah. dragging him into the earth. Right. And I thought, I thought, cause it's Shyamalan here. I'm still thinking there's gotta be a twist. No, no, and no, no. I'm thinking the twist is those Groot things couldn't contain the wolf. So right when the eagle's gonna swoop down, boom, the wolf Gets out of the earth and kills okay. the story. I thought that's what the twist was going to be. Or another twist could have been that the the wolf is supposed to take her to safety and the eagle is here to kill her. Uh, oh, okay. We got, oh, we got the story wrong. <laughs> One more thing about the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then uh, the eagle comes and she's like, all right, bye. And then the eagle swoops her up and yep. then you see her fly off and then it's just... Written, directed by you know what, the, the, and, and and that whole scene is shot from underwater. Uh-huh. I'm assuming because they spent all their money on building an apartment, yeah, uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, so they didn't have the effects <laughs> to do an actual eagle. <laughs> and the movie just ends. Yeah, I, I want shouldn't have ended where like they you could have at least thrown in a scene where it's like the aftermath. Yeah, where it's like everyone's doing fine. Part of her spell is like like nobody remembers or something like that. Like oh. That was a crazy party. What happened? Like, I felt like you should. Have oh, okay. Thro- I yeah, felt yeah. like you needed that scene for the aftermath. Yes, absolutely. Where everyone's just like, "Wow, what a crazy adventure!" Right now, now we're all close friends and our lives are all better. Yeah. Or, or they all forgot. I'm or... gonna go back to being a doctor. Like, right. I exactly. Felt like everyone's lives should have changed. Yes. But then it just ends. That's it. It's just directed by M Night Shyamalan. Thanks for the reminder. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And okay, some movies. I watch. I get a little bored. So I just check out my phone, dude. I was constantly checking my phone on this movie. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I can't follow anything in this movie. It's not. I don't think it's meant to be followed. I don't know what the point of this. Everything is just like. It's almost as if the movie was being done as it was being written, kind of thing. Okay. They're like, uh, let's shoot a couple scenes and see what, how that works. Oh, that looks okay. I felt like that's how Lost was, like the last couple seasons. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. they're just going, they're like, uh, I, and then yeah, it's we're time out. travel. I don't know. I yeah. felt like they were just going, writing it as they were going. I got other shows to write now. I'm <laughs> doing V for Vendetta or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the, the V, whatever, Alien movie. The, the guy who was writing Lost eventually started writing other TV shows at the same time Lost yeah, was being yeah. written. So, but whatever. This, 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 this is not well thought out. The the story was so just cut and pasted from all over the place. I feel like M. Night Shyamalan's kids would hate this fairy tale because it's so goddamn confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it wasn't... I feel like their kids are going to be like, wait, Dad, what's a narf again? Wait, Dad, what? Right. There's an interpreter that's always wrong? Well, how N- could he be a good uh... interpreter if he's constantly wrong? Nothing, nothing. There's nothing redeeming about this movie. You know, Stephen King did something like this. He he told his kids like a fairy tale. Okay. And then he expanded it into a book, which is actually a really good book. It's called The uh, The Eyes of the Dragon. Oh. It takes place in the medieval times and uh, the king is dying. So uh, the wizard, like his right-hand man, his, his uh, Merlin, mm-hmm. he wants the king dead and he wants to install the dumber, younger brother. So he can, because con- he can control the younger brother. The oh, okay. older brother... You, you know, he doesn't like the wizard. So he frames the older brother 
and he's stuck living in a tower forever. And now the young boy King is being influenced by the wizard and the boy in the tower escapes and he tries to lead a rebellion against like uh, the wizard and the new King and everything. Okay. Like, that's a badass story. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. That's like a badass story where you tell your kids, like, yeah, and then he escapes from the tower and he gets the knights and yeah. this one's like they there now he's a pool guy and yeah. he's uh he goes See, in the pool. The, th- the thing with the, with a good story is it just it's it's linear. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> and and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like here's at the beginning set up, here's a problem. We need to fix this problem. Great. And the movie is spent fixing that problem. Yep. In this movie, here's a problem. Here's another problem. All right, let's try to... Hold on. Another problem, guys. Uh, all right, good. Oh, resolution. Got it. Wait. Another problem. Here's another problem. Uh, at the very end now. All right. Resolution's about to happen. Ah, one more problem first. And now resolution. Dude, I forgot to mention, too. One thing we forgot to mention was right before she was going to be taken by the eagle, she yeah. tells M. Night Shyamalan, uh, your sister will live to... Your sister will have seven kids. You'll live to see two of them, and that's, then that's when yeah. she takes off. So that's his like timeline for how long he's going to live. By the way, that's real fucked up. Do you think <laughs> he's going to take this book and burn it just so he can change his timeline so he doesn't I would, die? I would think so. Or maybe uh, see the two kids and then take a vacation or something. <laughs> uh, do, do the whole. Like, it's like Final Destination, uh, avoiding the draft. Like yeah, like he locks yes. himself in a room with nothing. Yes, exactly. So like the dude, those movies are insane. How they how they <laughs> kill people? Yeah, because. It's like it's like uh the ref- he opens the refrigerator but the refrigerator doesn't door doesn't close all the way but the milk falls and the liquid from the milk leads to this which leads to the him to get electrocuted yeah. like that's insane how they kill people in that movie it was, it was very creative yeah I, I I did enjoy those unlike this movie yeah. um, <laughs> I would never see this movie again like this is no. I would never ever see this again Ugh. I would rather see like Last Airbender or The Happening okay then th- those are at least like stupid and fun this is just. You know, you know, I feel kind of bad a little bit because uh, my show was supposed to be here for this episode, mm, mm-hmm. so I, I gave him the movie to watch it. So he watched it literally for no reason. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. I feel like yeah. uh, I owe him for all of his movies. Nah, <laughs> you're kind of square. All right. Well, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but I don't have any credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials. Adam, ooh, the critics. Do you want to hear? The- <laughs> Good reviews or bad reviews? Uh, start with the start with the good. Good, yeah, okay. Uh, Wesley Morris, a boss of the Boston Globe, says it is possible to wrestle yourself from the movie's hokey ambitions. There is a good chunk of Lady in the Water that is simply too well made and affectingly acted to dismiss as a mere exercise in arrogance. No. So that kind right. so that kind of goes back to what you were saying about him being like this arrogant, just like full of himself. Like, oh, Absolutely. this story's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's pretty much saying there's enough good acting in here and enough. The movie looks visually like cool enough to dismiss his <laughs> arrogance. That's essentially what he's saying. I, I could picture him doing like a, a Wild Bill type of situation where he's like just like looking at himself in the mirror, like, oh, <laughs> this is a great movie. Oh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my favorite part of that movie is? It's when the dog goes in the well and he freaks out. He's like, give me back my dog! Yeah, yeah. Give me back my dog! <laughs> um, this is the only other like notable good one I found. Terry Lawson of the Detroit Free Press says, Lady is not likely, Lady in the Water, yeah. is not likely to convert critics who believe Shyamalan is only a one-trick pony. Those willing to risk a dip in this pool, on the other hand, may be refreshed, if not reborn. Wow. Bullshit. Wow, that's that guy got paid. Maybe. Oh, okay. Bad critics. These are this. This is the guy who lives in twenty three B. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone says, despite the childlike nature of the story, Lady in the Water will prove too confusing for most kids. <laughs> Which is the point, right? Wouldn't like a kid be confused by this whole story? Yes. Which is a shame since they're also the ones who most likely to greet that. Uh, but I'm sorry. Despite the childlike nature of the story, All right. Lady in the Water will prove too confusing for most kids, which is a shame, since they're also the ones most likely to greet that giant eagle business with something other than a <laughs> laugh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. I got those mixed up. That's Rene Rodriguez, the Miami Herald. That was okay. his. Okay. This is Peter Travers, the Rolling Stone. Okay. The movie is a muddle, burdened with too many characters and a sorry lack of thrills, flair, and coherence. Yet, Shyamalan's talent is real. What? He said, I'm reading that as despite all the bad shit, I guess Shyamalan still is good. All right. Okay. That's confusing. Michael Booth. It's like the movie. <laughs> <All right>. Michael, <laughs> Michael Booth of the Denver Post says, M. Night Shyamalan doesn't have an ego problem. He's just oh. a humble screenwriter and director who makes himself a star of his own movie. <laughs> As a character who is a writer whose words will save the world from despair and destruction. <laughs> yes. Nathan Rabin of the AV Club says, at best, Shyamalan's genius for melding the fantastic with the mundane rivals that of Steven Spielberg or Stephen King, but that gift fails him here. No. And finally, Michael Atkinson of The Village Voice says, Shyamalan is mystically assuming that any idea or image that pops into a skull will make a shapely tail, no matter how <laughs> much cock and bull logic he has to invent to gorilla glue it all together. Yes. Perfect. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Adam. Now it's time for yes. the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is part of the show where I make the guys, in this case, Adam gets the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59% is rotten, 60% to 84% is fresh, and 85% up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, Adam, the critics or the audience? Uh, let's go with the audience first. Okay. Uh, it's going to be bad. This is like how bad is it type of thing. I'm going to... I'm going to assume the critics are much lower than the actual audience. Um, audience, for some reason, I don't know, getting a, a Shyamalan pass. Okay. I'll say the audience is uh, 23%. 49% wow. for the audience. That is way too high. Now the critics. Oh, no. But remember. I got to readjust. The- but remember, the, the audience and the critics don't think alike. Yeah. Suicide Squad is certified fresh by the audience, but it's rotten by the critics really yeah huh and that's how batman v superman was okay so they don't always think alike Ooh, i was gonna say 17 percent at the beginning okay but i feel like i need to adjust it no 17 i'll say with 17 okay it's 24 percent oh, okay on rotten tomatoes that's better <laughs> that's Yeesh. that disappoint you yeah oh man okay i thought i thought there'd be more on the same page about this movie because it just it's i can't there's nothing redeeming about it yeah that's true now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. Director M. Night Shyamalan, delighted after he discovered the unknown Cindy Chung. She's the one telling, like, yeah. the, the daughter. The, the clubber, yeah. Was shocked to hear that her agent demanded a million dollars for her role in this film. Knight was prepared to pay the SAG minimum $65,000. They settled at $100,000. So the SAG minimum to be in a big block, in a big movie is 65 Gs. That's pretty wow. good. yeah. And so this is, this was a no name. And yeah, she, he she discovered wanted, her, and she wanted a million dollars. Yeah, that's outrageous. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, contrary to popular belief, the creatures in this film are not based on any mythological creatures, and were all invented in the mind of what M Night Shyamalan. Are you kidding me? The only creature to be based off of an existing illustration is the Narf, which is inspired by water sprites, nymphs, and water fairies. Okay. 
the plot of the movie is based on a bedtime story director M. Night Shyamalan wrote for his kids. Okay. The reason for this film's <laughs> shockingly high budget, despite being set in one location was because the apartment complex and the pool were built for the film. So dumb. Some of this film was shot in Levittown, Pennsylvania at a Jacobson Logistics Warehouse site. Director N.Y. Shyamalan had committed to using film sites in Pennsylvania. Like I said, he's building the Shyamalan universe. The set built on the warehouse site includes the apartment complex and a half-city block of row houses. Occasional footage was shot inside the overflow area of the warehouse. Most of the filming was completed after Jacobson work hours. So the, after the worker hours of the warehouse. Wow. So they didn't actually build this for people to live in. They built it in a warehouse and then they tore it down. That's real. Oh my gosh. That's more upsetting. Mm -hmm. Uh, finally money makes the world go around. Adam, we want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year. So we can get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for this mainly for that apartment building, $70 million. Oh my God. <laughs> this is, oh, this is a character driven movie. Uh -huh. what, that's an outrageous number. It's because he, in 06, He's on a seven-year run where he's just like, anything I make is going to be gold. $70 million. Boom. That's what I'm asking for. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. There's very few special effects. You get the you get the wolves maybe three or four times. Mm -hmm. You get the eagle you shoot from underwater. Mm -hmm. So you don't even need that much. Yep. Good God. <laughs> oh, my. That's, that's outrageous. That's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. So my, my grandfather used to always say, when, every time you watch a movie, and you see, you see like a car get totally like, oh, why'd you destroy that car? You just gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm feeling right now. $70 million? Maybe spend $10 million and give the rest of charities or to me or something. Spend $10 million and just rent out an apartment complex. Yes. Or, or renovate an actual building. Yeah. Do some good. Yeah, and then say, here you go, city. Yeah. Here's your building. Here's a, here's a really shitty, slummy building. I'm going to spend this money to renovate it, make it better. And then use it for my filming, and then afterwards you keep it. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Ugh. So it's worldwide but uh, gross, Adam. You got to take a guess. Oh, right. Worldwide. 40 million. Okay. In the US, this grossed 42.2 uh, million. Overseas, it grossed 30.5 million. Oh. So its total worldwide gross was <laughs> 72.7 million dollars. Wow. So they lost money. That's, that's a huge failure. This film debuted in third place on the weekend of July 21st, 2006 with $18 million. Number one that week was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Okay. You know how I've always find, according to Box Office Bojo, I yeah. they didn't have a category for this. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. I thought it'd be like fairy tale or something. They should have an endless Shyamalan category. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, this was the 73rd highest grossing film of 2006. Oh. Number one that year. Was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Okay, I've never seen those pirate movies. They're 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 fun. Yeah, they're fun. Okay. Yes, they're, they're, I mean, yeah, it's it's a good journey. The stories are, I think, good enough mm -hmm. to stand up to things. Uh, yeah, it's just an overall fun watch. Yeah, turn your brain off type of thing. Okay, cool. Uh, this movie is available on Amazon.com. Go to our website, click on the banner, it takes you there. Yeah. You can buy, do all your normal shopping. It helps support the show. It doesn't cost you anything. But if you're gonna go there, don't watch Lady of the yeah. Water. Rent something else. That's 2006's Lady in the Water, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Why don't you rate, send us an email? What are your favorite, uh, what, do you, what are your funniest Shyamalan moments? So okay. in this movie, it was the Giamatti baby scene. Okay. What are, your, what, what are some of your funniest uh, Shyamalan <laughs> moments from any movie yeah. that he made? 
<laughs> please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we will watch it for any other quests. Next week, I have an idea for okay. next week. I really want to do because it's technically rotten. Okay. Even though we both love it. Oh. Next week, I want to do the movie that's behind your head right there. Oh. We're doing Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes. Which, surprisingly, is rotten. Rotten Tomatoes. Does not make sense. Surprisingly. Yeah. But it's fresh with the audience, Adam. All right. So I'll give you a little preview for next week's Rotten Tomatoes game. Ooh. This this is the movie where you said, because if you go back to our Die Hard episode, you said... Hans Gruber sucks as a bad guy, yes. and his brother is so much better. So much better. Simon. So we're going to get Simon Gruber. Yes. We're going to get the riddles, the puzzles. Yep. We're going to get the clues. We're going to get Samuel Jackson. Jeremy Irons, man. I love Jeremy Irons. Uh-huh. We're going to get uh, we're gonna get John McClane when he still had hair. Yeah. Because now, four and five, he didn't right. have hair. Yeah, he was bald. Totally bald. And it's the last good Die Hard movie. Yes. Absolutely. Because he's still a normal cop for, the, yeah, mo- for the most part. He's a human being. For the most part. Right. Like, some stuff... Like the when they fell off the bridge onto the boat, right. technically should be dead, but Probably. whatever, whatever. Yeah, he's not fucking flying a jet and like doing all the crazy shit like in four and five. Right. So we still have a realistic cop in the situation. Yes. So Die Hard with a Vengeance ah, next week. All right. Which I'm gonna give you a little bit of trivia. Oh, I already I know this off the top of my head. Okay. This was originally a Lethal Weapon script. All right. Which makes I sense heard, for the that. for for them pairing up Samuel yes. Jackson and Bruce Willis. Yeah. That was supposed to be Riggs and Murtaugh. And they were going to be wait, wait, in was, New York. Was this supposed to be the first Lethal Weapon then? No, no, no. This Somebody wrote uh, – I think somebody wrote a spec script. A spec script is like a script you make okay. up on your own. Right. With Briggs and Murtaugh in New York. And they were oh, okay. t- taking on a bad guy who left So they the rewrote it a little bit to make them meet for the so first time. So they just said, let's just turn this into a Die Hard movie. Okay. And my original theory – my theory from Olympus Has Fallen, I yeah. think that was a Die Hard movie that they just turned into Olympus Has Fallen. Okay. I think John McClane was supposed to be in the White House <laughs> when that shit was going down, and he was supposed to protect the president. Totally, totally. Yes. It was It was a pretty decent Die Hard movie. Yeah. It wasn't Die Hard at For all. For being a, like, a sort of Die Hardy movie, it was good. Yes. So Die Hard with a Vengeance, which it's... Die Hard 1's so good, but this one is also so good. Yeah. It's like 1A, 1B. Right. They're neck and neck. I, I might even say 3 is better than 1. Oh, it's, it's, man. It's, 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 They're both good. I go back and forth. Uh-huh. I, I keep going back and forth between the two, but I... I as far as quotability, uh-huh. uh, I don't know. They're both very quotable. Yeah, they are. Damn I love it. I love, uh, I love in this one. I know we're already talking about it. Yeah. But I love in this one where he says, <laughs> where he goes, wait, wait, how many wives? What? And he, yeah. Say that again. Nine wives, nine guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember Simon goes, not a chance. Yeah. yeah. Click. And then you're, thank you. That's very yeah. helpful. I told you not to toy with him. <laughs> thank you. That's very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so, Big one next week. Die Hard oh, with a Vengeance. Yes. I've been waiting a long time to see this movie. Fantastic. I'm excited. And the plot for that one is coherent, Adam. It's linear. It makes sense. It, it all makes sense. Make, it, it completely makes sense. Right. Little twist, but uh, that's fine. Yeah. Good. So check that out next week. Die Hard with a Vengeance or Die Hard Part 3. Yes. And until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Adam. I'm Adam.